am Josh, and I am joined by the I'm beautiful Bonnie, Bonnie and uh, Jeff, the beautiful Jeff, the beautiful Jeff, <laughs> who is working tirelessly behind the scenes to make sure that we're up and running. Um, you might be wondering, well, where's DA? And uh, if you were at church Sunday, if you worshiped with us online, you know that DA was sick, and he is still sick. Uh, but he did say he was feeling better, um, but he's taken another day to rest at the house. So um, hopefully he'll be back with us uh, in the office in the church tomorrow, and, and we'll be back for sure Sunday. Um, so our prayers and thoughts go out to DA as he continues to recover from whatever junk he picked up. There's what, a million things going Probably from me. Around. Let's be honest. I was sick before, and now he's sick. So it's, I, don't I mean, know. there's all kinds of stuff That's going true. around. That's true. So. You could just touch a, a shopping cart at Walmart and probably get sick from that. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So, Bonnie, how yes. are you doing? I'm doing really well. I've got a little bit of what I call um, Phoebe Sexy Voice, which is a little weird and strange. All right. Well. So, um, I, I don't know if you've ever watched Friends when you were growing up. I'm not a Friends person. Uh, well, that's that's sad for you. Um, anyway. Um, I so, was more Seinfeld. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, you really were. You love Seinfeld, don't you? Yeah. Okay, well, in Friends, there is a character named Phoebe Buffet, and she is a singer. She's not a particularly good singer, right? She sings some quirky, wacky songs about her cat and other stuff like that. Um, but one of the episodes, she gets sick and realizes that her sick voice is sounds better. It has better sound quality, and she is amazingly able to sing better, and it's her Phoebe sexy voice. And so that's... Okay, well, not, I don't <laughs> think you sound any different than okay. normal. I know, but I've got my... This is my, like, weird... Okay nasally voice right now jeff how are you doing this uh this beautiful day 85 degrees today it's ridiculous i love uh, it it's beautiful i'm yeah. ready for the cold to come back really uh yes he i love in a hockey ring i do so does that true. surprise you at all but winter is my favorite time of year my body hates it but <laughs> I, I personally love it i mean you get well. a it's easier to layer up you get warm comfy like uh hoodies and i personally and think flannel uh, jamie pants and i personally think you're a little crazy for wanting the cold weather you're, but you're not the only one <laughs> i i'm I, the older i get the the more uh, whiny i get about the weather like if it's not 70 degrees i'm either complaining that it's too hot or i'm complaining that it's too cold um and so i've i've just found that about myself as i get older uh, i don't know if anyone else can relate to that but <laughs> I just become the grumpy old man that it's too hot or too cold. So that's where I am. That's the it stage happens. of life I'm in right it's now. Fine. It's fine. So speaking of old men who, were, I don't know, might be grumpy. Tell us about yeah the bobbleheads. The bobbleheads. So this this last Sunday we talked about the Holy Spirit. So we'll talk a little bit about that in a little bit. Yep. Um, we called. I was called out of the bullpen to preach this Sunday, and so we'll talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit. But this next Sunday, DA is going to be preaching on. Uh, I believe in the Holy Universal Church and the communion of saints. And I That's had topic. no clue what bobbleheads yeah. to go with. And I just thought, well, we'll go with Mount Rushmore. They're a uh, communion of saints of, of sorts. Uh, not necessarily the communion of saints we're talking about in the creed. Yeah. But they're four dead guys that uh, <laughs> did great things, I guess, as presidents. <laughs> so so they're joining us today, the, the Mount Rushmore okay. Um, they're joining us. So I yeah. like it. Nice. Good thought. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So uh did you have an opportunity to uh you know look back at the sermon? Yeah, I did. So I usually obviously I'm I'm in children's church and so I'm not usually in there listening to um, the sermon, but I did. I went back and listened to the video. I well, was really impressed. Don't give me your thoughts on the sermon. Oh, okay, I don't need sorry. feedback on the sermon. I, but <laughs> I mean, 
You can you can give me feedback later. But, okay, okay. Uh, thoughts on the Holy Spirit. When you okay. say, I believe in the Holy Spirit, because one of the things I talked about was we get not a lot about God the Father, but it does give us Father uh, and Almighty creator of heaven yeah, and earth lots of things, there's a lot in there that we can focus done, on yeah. of good and great loving near powerful strong those things and then we get all of these lines on in jesus christ's yeah. only son our lord and, and i went through that and then it's just i believe in the holy spirit yeah. and so we can't add to the creed but if we were to add to it there is a lot that we could put in there and so part of what i did was just talk about when i'm saying i believe in the holy spirit these are some of the things that come to mind that I think about. So when you say, I believe in the Holy Spirit, what do you mean? What does that mean for you? Okay. Well, first of all, I, you know, in your sermon, you, you brought up kind of what it meant to, to believe in the Holy Spirit. And I really appreciated that. And I want to get back to that at some point because that's, that's really cool. That's it. Yeah. Like if you say you believe in the Holy Spirit, what does that mean for your life and how you live out your life? Yeah. Cause really, what we believe matters. Yeah, it does. It, it does. absolutely matters. If I think I'm about, if, if DA's like Josh Monday morning, I need to see you first thing in my office. If I think that it's a bad thing that maybe I'm about to be fired or something, then how I uh, live my life over the weekend uh, is going to look different than if I think he's calling me in because we're going to, I'm, I'm going to get a promotion or something, right? Like, so the things that we believe absolutely impact how we live our life. Um, and the things that we believe about God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, even more so impact the decisions we make, the relationships that we have, how we treat people, all of that stuff. So yeah, what we believe absolutely 100% matters. Um, yeah, so I, I, I really appreciated um, you bringing up uh, aspects of that in your sermon because it really had me convicted in thinking about how do I really live like I believe um, in the Holy Spirit in my daily walk. Um, so I really, I really loved that because I think I, I, I really love the Holy Spirit. Like I do. I'm, I'm like not the like Holy Spirit activate kind of like, I'm like not that lady. Let's just, but like I do, I've gotten to know and love the Holy Spirit a lot more, um, within, you know, the last like five, six years. Right. Um, and, um, because they're like, I went through a period of time where I was like, I really don't know or understand the Holy Spirit at all. Um, and in my walk with God, I, you know, I, I was in a United Methodist church basically from the beginning, but I also grew up in Tulsa and Tulsa is this like weird conglomeration of like any kind of Christian church you can think of. There's one in Tulsa and Tulsa is just like this very well and flavorful and because area. of the impact, uh, the influence that ORU yeah, has yeah. had on the whole Tulsa community, there is a different understanding of the Holy Spirit kind of in the Tulsa church community that I think from what I've seen in Oklahoma City. Do we have a, a question, Jeff? We do have a oh, question. Wow. Let's go. I love the interaction. All right. I may so, not have an answer, but bring the question. So the question is, can you explain the difference between imparted versus imputed righteousness that we experience when we are filled with the Holy Spirit? And go. <laughs> Um, it's been a while since it has I've been a while since I've thought about read any of those, those things, things and, and thought through that. Um, I'm I'm gonna have to fall back and say if I give you an answer on that right now, I'm gonna give you the wrong answer. Um, so, um, 
I'm going to I'm going to fall back on the let me give me let me do some more research right. on that before it's, I give you a really good answer on it. I'm with you on that one. So it's, <laughs> it's been a minute since uh, that's one of those things I'm sure D.A. would immediately have. Oh, an answer. Well, ironically, you guys say that because I think you guys just got snowballed. That was a question from D.A. Oh, uh, nice. It? Thanks, D.A. Thank you very much. Didn't give us the heads up or See, anything. See, that's because he went to ORU. He went to ORU, so <laughs> he would have all kinds of things to contribute the, uh, today. Yeah, um, but when I think of believing in the Holy Spirit, I think for me it's been one of those things where I, me trying to understand what it means to believe in the Holy Spirit has has changed throughout my walk with God. Um, believing in the Holy Spirit. Yes, do I believe the, the Holy Spirit exists and is a part of the Trinity? Yes, but like, do I understand and know the Holy Spirit? Um, that is something I've had to get used to and 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 learn over the years. Um, so I, you know, I've I've asked questions from some of my friends who went to ORU, and I've read books by Benny Hinn because like, who's gonna explain the Holy Spirit better than somebody like Benny? <laughs> um, and and I can think of lots of people. Uh, <laughs> Um, I have this other book that I was reading about. Um, the, it's called The Supernatural Occurrences of John Wesley, because even in our own hall, heritage, you know, you might say that um, that the Holy Spirit is the cousin Eddie of, of the Methodist um, movement. But I would I would argue the opposite, that, that the, the Holy Spirit was very active. Um, within the Methodist movement from its beginnings. Um, and it Absolutely. may look very, very different than it does now, but like reading some of these stories, you get to see all sorts of different things that, that Wesley um, dealt with with the Holy Spirit in his time. And that's kind of cool too. So yeah. anyway, those are two random books that I, when I think of like my um, general growth and understanding of the Holy Spirit, I would recommend. Um, first is Good Morning Holy Spirit from Benny Hinn. And then um, <laughs> because it's helpful, it's really helpful um, just to get like different ideas and understandings. And then this one's called The Supernatural Occurrences of John Wesley. Um, if you want a little bit more of a Wesleyan understanding of how um, the Holy Spirit has moved in the, the Wesleyan movement. So, so a, a few of the things that I highlighted Sunday and talking about, just trying to keep things simple, because like I, I said Sunday, we could spend, we could do an entire sermon series yeah, on the Holy absolutely. Spirit and the role of the Holy Spirit and, and all of those things. Um, and so I, I kind of tried to simplify it. And the three things that I really focused on was that the Holy Spirit and the role that the Holy Spirit plays in our lives is to convict us of our sins, mm -hmm. not to condemn us. And I talked about the difference there is to comfort us, not to make us feel comfortable because that's yeah. different. And then it's to contribute. The, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit is an incredibly generous gift giver. And so we talked about the gift, the spiritual gifts and the fruit of the Spirit. Um, so give, give me your thoughts on those three things, those three roles yeah. of uh, convict, comfort, and contribute. And then what are some other things that you would highlight in thinking about the Holy Spirit? Um, okay, so I really appreciated that you you pointed out that the, the role of the Holy Spirit is to convict and not condemn. And you really did a good job of explaining the difference of what it means to convict um, versus, feeling, versus feeling that condemnation. Like, um, at no point... Um, is the the Holy Spirit going to make you feel like you are worthless and less and like you're a worm? I don't think yeah. that the Holy Spirit does that to us. That is not um, not what God wants us um, to feel because God didn't create us to be just like little withering worms. God created us with value and and yeah, we're created in God's image. Exactly. Um, but this idea of conviction, conviction is just this once upon a time like <gasps> aha moment of ah. Oh, 
okay, you've done the wrong thing. Now you get to turn around and change your ways. Um, and that's that's really beautiful and wonderful, and I appreciate it's that. Much needed in my life. Mine too. <laughs> um, so the the scripture that you put here, John sixteen seven nine, um, that kind of gave you this idea of like conviction versus condemnation. It says, "But in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the Advocate won't come. And if I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin, and of God's righteousness, and of the coming judgment." Um, and so that is, that's one of the, the characteristics of, of the Holy Spirit, this advocate. Um, the term um, paraclete is that, that, that word that there is used there that's, you know, advocate. Um, and the, the term that that is used from is it's to describe someone who's like a defender, um, who comes to your defense, um, who like is like a lawyer, essentially, who comes to your defense in, in that situation. And so, you know, we, we consider and we think about God's judgment and we think about how the ways that, um, you know, the church is just so condemning and this and that, but the Holy Spirit does not do that. Right. The Holy Spirit comes and tells us what we've done wrong in our defense. And, like, and with the goal of helping us follow absolutely. Jesus more closely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I love that. Um, I love that you said comfort, like he's a comforter, but not to make you comfortable um, because the Holy Spirit is is there to give you security, to make you feel secure in, um, in your faith and who you are um, in and through Christ, right? Um, so I, I, I love that. So yeah, you aren't always going to be comfortable and in a comfortable situation when you're um, when you're walking with the Holy Spirit, like you talked about with Memphis, um, but you are secure. Your 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 assurance of your salvation is secure, right? Um, and and through the Holy Spirit, um, and then obviously, like you said, the contributor, the the gift giver of you know love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, um, gentleness, self control. Are there other things? You, things. Are you, there other things <clears throat> you think of in addition to comfort and convict and contribute? Like when um, you say, and I'll go back to the question at the very beginning. When yeah. you say, I believe in the Holy Spirit, yeah. what things come to mind? Um, I believe in the Holy Spirit is, is the best friend guiding presence who is with me at all times. Um, and so that is, you know, when I hear people talk about, well, the, the time that I connect most with God is when I'm in worship and I'm worshiping. I'm like, well, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit comforting you. And in that, in, in, in the tangible presence of God that you feel in that moment, that is, is the Holy Spirit. Now, that's not to say that, you know, the Holy Spirit is just a feeling or is just the power of God, right. but that is part of what the Holy Spirit does. Um, and so... Well, it's God's presence. Yeah, right? yeah. And, God, and it's in God's presence that transformation happens, yeah. that revelation happens, that um, healing happens, that, you know, all the things that we can talk about it all happens because of god's presence in our lives and mm -hmm. the holy spirit is evidence of that what i love about the holy spirit is yeah. you know we've talked about this dual nature of good and great mm -hmm. with regards to god the father almighty jesus christ mm -hmm. his only son our lord yeah and uh the holy spirit like if you're like is god powerful Yes, look yeah. at the Holy Spirit, yeah, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Acts 1.8, that we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. Is God near? Yes, look at the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. Um, and so the Holy Spirit encompasses both the good and great, near and loving and powerful nature of God um, that I just, I think is such a, an important thing for us to recognize and understand in our day-to-day -day lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what, um, what do you think? 
what is your if you like obviously you have this three-point sermon that was so beautiful were there other ideas and thoughts that you didn't add into this oh i mean there's all kinds of stuff that we could have gone in you know the holy spirit is a healer Mm -hmm. right what Mm -hmm. does that look like in our lives um sometimes we experience the healing here sometimes the healing doesn't take place until our loved ones have passed on right like and so you could talk about healing there's guiding and helping which i hit on a little bit but really from the idea of comfort um but you know when we are uh going to god and asking god to reveal uh, the answer to a decision we need to make or whatever it is. Like it's the Holy spirit that's guiding us in that. Um, one of the things that I had a professor in school say is that we pray to the father mm-hmm. through the son mm-hmm. in the spirit. Yeah. And, and it goes back to that Romans passage where when, even when we don't have words, we can't even come up with the words that the Holy spirit is praying on our behalf um, and giving us those words. And so um, I, I just think that, I, I did the best I could when you're trying to preach on the Holy Spirit in one 25-minute setting or whatever. Um, there's a lot of things that you're going to leave out. So I really tried to just keep it simple and narrow it in on the some of the things when I say I believe in the Holy Spirit that I think about um, and then really focus on why it's important, yeah. right? It's important because if I don't believe in the Holy Spirit, if I don't recognize the Holy Spirit is present, I'm going to try to comfort myself. Yeah. If I don't believe the Holy Spirit is present and active in my life, then I'm going to convict others and I'm going to be the one that decides right and wrong. Yeah. If I don't believe the Holy Spirit is active in my life, then I'm going to do things in my own strength rather than rely on spiritual gifts and rely on the power of the Holy Spirit and rely on the fruit of the Spirit. Um, and so uh, it's so incredibly important that we understand and believe and recognize that the Holy Spirit isn't the Uncle Rico or Cousin Eddie of the Trinity, but that the Holy Spirit is active and present in our lives today and to rely on that and not to operate and live our lives as if uh, the Holy Spirit isn't present. So you mentioned, um, obviously, your your student and the spaghetti story of like whenever he had to, you know, speak in tongues, he, he said spaghetti and ran out, right? Right. Okay, so do you think that there's a possibility that some people just get like really afraid of the Holy Spirit and the idea of the Holy Spirit because they think that it, it just makes them feel like maybe they they aren't assured of their salvation. Do you think that that's possible? Like maybe if yeah, they, I mean, I, I think, there's you know there's the argument that if you don't have if you don't speak in tongues, then you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you're you're not right, really which I don't think is a biblical yeah. balanced no, healthy agree. view. Yeah, and I know that there's people way smarter than me that could come sit down <laughs> and tell me why it is healthy and balanced and biblical. Yeah, um, I just don't believe it. So I don't. Yeah. Uh, I I think. It is evidence of, yeah. but I don't think the lack of it means that there's not evidence. If that, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of evidence for our salvation beyond speaking in tongues. Yeah. Um, it's a gift of the Holy Spirit that the gift gives when the Holy Spirit wants to, to who the Holy Spirit wants to. Yeah. And so, but yeah, I mean, I think a lot of things is a lack of understanding and, a, and a, some fear of, of not knowing fully um, that that pushes people uh, to to kind of push the Holy Spirit aside or to run from it. Do we have another question? Okay, uh, we do. Uh, so I probably won't have the answer again. But <laughs> this one you probably do. Um, <laughs> how do we know if it is the Holy Spirit or your conscience? Um, That's a great question. So yeah, how how yeah. do you differentiate between between those two, and how do you know? Uh, that it is the Holy Spirit versus your conscience. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I would push back and say that I believe that the Holy Spirit works through our 
consciousness, if that, uh, if that makes sense. Like, um, do I, do I think that they're one and the same? No, but I think that if it is something that is, uh, moving you towards Jesus, if it's something that is moving you to be more like Jesus, to follow Jesus more closely, if it's something that aligns with scripture, right? If your consciousness is telling you to go do something that doesn't align with scripture, that doesn't make you more Christ-like, um, that, that's a pretty good indicator that that's not God. That's not the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if it's something that's moving you closer to Jesus, more like Jesus, if it's something that aligns with scripture and what God has already called us to do, um, then I think it's safe to say that in some ways it's the Holy Spirit working through um, what we call our consciousness. Yeah. Um, What are your thoughts? So um, I would say, you know, Jesus has this saying that I am the good shepherd, right? And the the sheep know the shepherd's voice, right? Yeah. Um, and so I would I would push back. This is probably not the answer that, that this person is probably going to want to have. But, and I would say that part of knowing the difference between your own conscience and the Holy Spirit is that you have to get to know the voice of the shepherd. Um, and so what that means is sometimes you have to get to like you, you the more time you spend with the shepherd, the more you know the shepherd's voice. And so the more time you spend in scripture, the more time you spend in prayer, you kind of you get to know the difference between, hey, this is my selfish um, um what I want versus this is what the Lord is asking me to do in this moment. And so sometimes it is, it's that like, okay, Lord, I get it. Okay. This is what I'm supposed to do in this moment. It's not just me feeling guilty, but like, this is what you are calling me to do in this moment. And you just know, um, but that is developed because of the time that you spend with, um, with God, with, you know, through spiritual disciplines, whether you are, you know, working with, you know, reading scripture, whether you're working with the poor, whether you are in prayer, what um, you are um, do, in, involved in the sacraments, any of those means of grace, the ways that you, you get to know the Lord, um, that's where those things play out in the real life. Right. So, and, and that's how you know, you know, the difference between what, what is just the, the, the things that your conscience might be telling you and the, and the difference between what is actually the, what the Holy Spirit is directing you to do. Yeah, and, and I, I fully believe that the Holy Spirit will speak to us through our conscience. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that um, it's not just something that we're making up in our head. Um, yeah. But there's a, yeah, but there but are there's probably a di- times. There's a, yeah, 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 there's a difference. I, I agree, but, but I, I believe God uses any and everything. Yeah. So let's shift our, well, before we shift our focus, any closing thoughts, any last thoughts on... When you say, I believe in the Holy Spirit, uh, the importance or significance of that in your life? Um, no, I don't think so. I can't think of anything else. Just that yeah. I, I know I deeply and personally need to have so much more to, to learn. Yeah, right? I mean, so, absolutely. That um, That is definitely one key takeaway is there's so much more to learn um, and, and about the Holy Spirit and the role the Holy Spirit plays in our life for sure. Mm-hmm. So this week, uh, DA is going to be shifting now to the next segment of the creed. And that's, I believe, in the Holy Universal Church, which is what we say here at St. Andrews. Um, Other traditions of other churches would say Holy Catholic Church, which Catholic just means universal. They're not talking about the Roman Catholic Church. It's talking about the church universal. So I believe in the Holy Universal Church and the communion of saints is what uh, DA is shifting to this week. So um, what are your initial thoughts as you think about that? segment of the creed 
what is it that we're actually saying when we say, I believe in the Holy Universal Church and the communion of saints? So when I think about this segment of the creed, it, um, man, it, I think this is probably going to be one of the hardest hardest sermons to preach. I'm not going to lie. I'm not jealous that DA has to preach the sermon because right now, you know, with everything that, especially like with the, the denomination stuff that, that we have gone through and, and, um, the, the way that the church is, you know, wait, the, the universal church react or acts within one, with one another right now. Um, it's just hard. Um, the church is in a really, really hard, difficult season. And so being able to firmly say, I believe in the universal church. Um, that's hard. Yeah. That is really difficult. And and I know that, you know, the church has gone through lots of different things, um, uh, you know, throughout history, um, but it's, it's hard. Yeah. Some of the so, things I think yeah. of, one is holy is set apart. That, yeah. The church is set apart for God's mission, right? God's mission has... Uh, has been there uh, before the church. The, God didn't create the mission for the church. Yeah. He created the church for the mission. Yeah. We are set apart specifically to take the name of Jesus to the ends of the earth. Um, and so that's the first thing I think of is that the, the set apart nature of the church. And, and that's God's plan. Um, there, there isn't a, a plan C, a, a plan B, a backup plan. God's yeah. plan is to include followers of Christ, the body, the church, universal, every tongue, tribe, and nation uh, to take his name to the ends of the earth. For is, him to- it's really fascinating to me when you, because when I think about like believing in, in the universal church, obviously like in my heart, I'm like, oh, that's hard. But like you look at, at the Lord and the Lord is like, obviously the Lord believes in the church. The Lord yeah. believes that the, the church can accomplish something amazing. And so that's really that's really cool. Yeah, and the other thing when I think of it is the the connection that we have with yeah. other Christians mm-hmm. that we can get so wrapped up in I'm Methodist, I'm yeah. Baptist, uh-huh. I'm Presbyterian, I'm Roman Catholic, I'm this, I'm yes. that, but we're Christian first. We're yes. followers of Christ first, and the way that that plays out in our lives, the the way we express that can look a whole host of ways, right? And and so we don't agree on baptism and this and that. And so we have these denominations that, that, um, you know, go, but we're Christian first. We're the body of Christ first. And I think that's something a lot of times that we have a tendency to forget. And one thing that I appreciate about the creed and what uh, Timothy Tennant talks about in this book, especially on the descendants of the dead part is that these are the foundational core beliefs of Christians and we can't add to it and we can't take away from it. Mm -hmm. This is, this is what, uh, is the foundational beliefs. Mm-hmm. And so we're Christian first and we're connected to other believers universally around the world in that way, whether they're a different denomination than us or not, we're Christian first. Yeah. Um, and then the, the second part of it that I think is so cool when we think about the, the communion of saints mm-hmm. is that not only are we connected with other Christians around the world, but we're spiritually connected through space and time. Yeah. That we are stewards of something, something that is a, a faith, um, a mission, a responsibility that has been handed down generation after generation after generation. We are stewards of that. We are connected to people beyond space and time, all the way back to the the disciples, all the way back to those that are um, called by God, the God's people, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's cool. And so those two things I cool. think are incredibly important is that uh, is that we 
are reminded that we are Christian first and that we're stewards of this faith mm -hmm. that we want to pass on because it was passed on to us. And mm -hmm. we want to make sure that we pass it on correctly by main, you know, by continuing to look at the creed and learn the creed and know those foundational beliefs that have been handed down from generation to generation. Yeah. So what I see in there is um, just awe in, you know, the belief that, that Christ had in his church. Um, I see um, that the church has a lot to learn um, <laughs> from our past and from each other um, and that we need to embrace that more. Um, but also, you know, I've just, it, it's, I don't know. I, I think about believing in the, the universal church and the communion of saints. What that means is um, that I, um, I, I, I think that means I, I, you're part of something bigger than yourself. You're part of something bigger than yourself. You know, we just had All Saints Day not yeah. too not too long ago last week. Um, and so that's a, a really great reminder when you think about all of the saints who have gone before you, just even in your own life, like the people who have gone before you who have had such a big impact on your faith Yeah. personally. And it may not have been like the like Billy Graham or something like that. It may be like Uncle Bob or something like that. Um, but the, the people that have been surrounding you who have encouraged you in your faith— um, and the fact that that can continue for like our kids and, you know, the kids in the future, the youth kids and, and their kids. And um, it's um, it's really all awe, um, awe inspiring, I think. Well, and the, so. the, the last thing I'll throw in there that I think is cool to think about. And I have no idea which direction DA is going this week. Yeah, have, yeah um, no idea. But what I think is cool is that these things immediately follow, I believe, in the Holy Spirit in the creed. Mm. So when you think about these next few segments, yeah. they are directly connected to the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Yeah, right? The Holy right. Spirit birthed the church mm -hmm. in Acts at Pentecost. The Holy Spirit is what connects us to those believers, those saints before yeah. us. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is what, uh, you know, we say in forgiveness right the holy spirit mm -hmm. is a part of that so i just think that's cool that these lines are connected, are connected back to the holy spirit yeah. because the holy spirit is what holds it together so maybe you don't have to rewrite the apostles creed for the holy spirit maybe that in and of itself is part of it like this there's still a lot i would add <laughs> <laughs> so that's all the time that we have today continue to pray for da yes. uh, we hope you'll join us either online or in person uh, for Sunday worship, we worship at 9 o'clock and at 10.30 with Sunday school at both times, children's ministry, Sunday school, and youth ministry, Sunday school at 9, children's church at 10.30. Uh, we also have good shoes, good news going on. This is the last Sunday of that. So clean out those closets. Bring your gently used new shoes up to the church uh, by Sunday with some good news to share with those that are going to receive that. Um, and then also Advent is right around the corner. We're going to be preparing yep. for Christmas. There will be a special Advent study. I just submitted uh, the order today of some Advent books so that we'll have daily readings as a church, learning about Advent as we're preparing ourselves for Christmas. And uh, we'll have those books to pass out on Sunday mornings uh, starting in two weeks. So lots going on. There's a lot of Christmas stuff coming up, a lot, a lot of, of active stuff. things. We'll share more of that uh, upcoming. But thank you for joining us today. Have a great rest of your day and week, and we'll see you next Stay week. Stay healthy.